Hey, this is the Commander Cook Podcast, episode 336. I'm Brandon. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to talk about going into retirement. Now, hit our theme song! <laughs> Hey Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? We are back. What is going down? The whole ton is going down. We're recording in a different epoch in time. We're getting ready to head off to GP Las Vegas. Oh, GP Las Vegas? Whatever the hell. What are you fun. old enough to retire? I d- well, yeah, that's, oh, a, that's oh. a that's a tease. Double we're gonna, tease. We're gonna talk about all that kind of good stuff. Have some thoughts about a bunch of stuff that I hope the people will enjoy hearing about. Before we get to any of that stuff, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs. Yeah, very much so. Got my, what will probably be my last Fusion order coming in prior to going to Las Vegas. Yeah, had some some stuff I needed. Yep, used CCO Spring promo code to get a discount on it. Hey, no, no, did you use the code because you you could, or did you use the code because you were gonna buy that stuff anyway? I was gonna buy it money. anyways. That's right. See, it's 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 good fiscal management, and yes. in these times, good fiscal management is important. Yes, very important. Um, used CCO Spring. If you're new to the nation, you can use CCO Perks promo code to get you ten percent kickback. On your order for stuff in the future that you're going to buy anyways. Again, you can touch tips with the promo code. Use them both at the same time. Yeah. That's DP promo code. DPPC. Oh. CO podcast. That's right. who we are now. Yeah. We've changed the name. It's way easier to say. There it is. Way easier. Yes, <laughs> way easier to say that. That's the truth. Yes. So we teased retiring twice. Yes. Because we're old. My hip cracked on the way up here. Yeah. And now I can't walk. Yeah. But uh, CCO not going anywhere. Yeah, we're not. We're still. We're still going to be here. Although retirement, I did make chocolate pudding out of eggnog instead of milk the other day. Oh yeah. And oh boy, where did I'm, you get eggnog? At the store. They got eggnog at the store? Of course they do. Like It's almost Halloween, man. Christmas yes. decorations are on the shelves already. Yeah, since July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm, I'm leaving directly from here, going to Tim's Bud, and then driving to PA to freaking do Christmas lights on my brother-in-law's house. But the permanent ones that like you leave up forever and they, okay, they freaking suck to install, so that's why we both got to do it. Plus, my brother's coming. <laughs> and they love to do with things in the dark, because as we live in Canada, and it's late October, the sun's already going down. Oh, yeah. Nine o'clock in the morning, sun's mm-hmm. going down. <laughs> <laughs> We're retiring the day. Hey, that's a few retirement teases. Let's, yes. let's, let's tease the topic. We're talking about retweaking, revisiting, retooling decks, or shelving them. Yep. Retiring them. Yep. Why? When? What does that help you accomplish? What? Uh, what kind of thoughts we have on on that kind of stuff? Yeah. I also had a thought that's in the exact opposite direction. That I was going to ask you about also because it's the bonus episode and we can do whatever we want on the yeah, bonus. Yeah. Oh, we got so many cool things to do on today's bonus episode. I'm a, I'm actually really excited. Mm-hmm. First though. First. I went to EDH and M the other night. Me too. EDH Night Magic. Yep. Played a game. Played Ooh. with my. Averna Cascade Super Friends deck. Oh, yeah. Only got one Planeswalker. But boy, did I Cascade. Man, that's the worst Super Friends deck I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, but it's the best Cascade deck you ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I Cascaded with a Bloodbraid Elf with the, uh, the the guy that lets you Cascade when you cast a spell from Exile once per turn. Right. 
I don't remember what his name is, but I cascaded into another cascade spell with that. So when I cascaded, cast the cascade spell, I cascaded off that because I cast from exile. And all the while I had Averna out. So every time I cascaded, I got to play a land. So I got like three or four lands that turn, cascaded into a bunch of different things. One of them was a ramp spell. So I got another ramp. So I got another land. I, f I started the turn on like five land and I ended the turn on like 13 land. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> then you lost. Did lose, yeah. did lose. Yeah, playing a Kozilek deck. Guy had that um, uh, the the. It's like Caged Sun, but for colorless spells. Where every time you cast a colorless spell, you gain two life, and your colorless stuff costs like one less. Yeah, some kind of. Or no, it gives you one more mana if you tap for colorless. It's, it's on the screen because Joel has put Forsaken there. Monument. Yes. Did I get there? That you did get. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy named uh, Shimon went to uh, chemistry first year chemistry with him. And uh, he had that plus Basalt Monolith and went infinite oh. mana, but then he had like a tutor, and then he drew into another tutor, then he drew a card, and then he played a walkie bee. And I wow. got a walkie bead. Wow, you mean somebody won with infinite mana and a walking ballista? Yeah. Wow. I'm glad you said the real name of the card in case Editor Joe didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's some magic talk. What did you wanna what did you wanna talk? Totally opposite about retiring decks. I oh. decided, I realized at EDH and M, here's the pivot. Hey. EDH and M, I realized that I have built for myself the perfect deck. Oh, uh, like 99 Brash Taunters and a legendary oh. Brash Taunter commander? Oh my God. I mean, not that perfect. <laughs> I can only get so hard. I can, right? I, there's only so hard I can get before all the blood rushes out of the rest of my body and I just die. You turn into a raisin. Exactly. <laughs> but I have built a deck. That 100% of the times that I've played it, yep. I have had fun. Oh. And, and I look forward to every single set because something gets printed for it that'll be cheap as balls that I can maybe put in there. What are you talking about? Avi. 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 Like the ooze deck? Progenitor ooze. Yeah. My snake slash ooze tribal storm deck. Played it on Sidewalk Slam one time. Yeah, on Sidewalk Slam 3. Totally blew myself out. You Ooh, wouldn't yeah. even know that that game was that deck was any good. I played the the thing that cascades four times, missed. But you know what? That's fun, and it's funny that you miss. Oh, frick. I played five spells and I missed. <laughs> I got nothing. It was amazing. So every single time I play that deck, it's super fun. And every time they print a new ooze, it's got some kind of weird text on it. Yeah, and nobody knows what the hell they do, and they're just. Fun to play with, and I get to jam them all into this one deck, and it doesn't make the deck any worse, and it's not too powerful that I can't jam it with, like, pre-cons. Yeah. But it's also not so power. It's not so weak that I can't play it with Kai Car. So, and so what you're saying is, is it's the deck that you'd never retire. Yes. That's why it's the opposite direction yeah. of. Sometimes, sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm playing. It's like, man, I wish I was playing AV right now. I would rather draw land. Is it your favorite deck? It is. I don't know. If it's oh, my, I don't think it's my oh, favorite, dude. I don't think it's my favorite. But it is a deck that I will bring with me everywhere I go, even everywhere, to the bathroom. Even to the bathroom. Gross. It's actually in the truck right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. And I just I fucking love that deck. And I'm curious to know if like other people out there or you have such a deck. Like, do you have one that like? 
my, the exact my, opposite of my we're go talking to. Today. My go to, like every time. Well, not even a go to, just one that like you. you Sorry, my go to yeah. whenever I go to an event, like Magic Thirty next yeah. week. Like, like you know, you're gonna have a good time playing it. Yep. And you know you're gonna have a good time like talking about it, and you know you're gonna have a, just a good time because this deck is there. You know what? I and you do, never I have think a bad game with it, right? Like I think I do. Like I love Norrin. Norrin's my favorite deck all time, but yep. I have bad games with Norrin, mm. right? Like sometimes I'll have the one where you just draw the hard control stacksy thing, and yep. you just roll. P- and it's like that's not very fun. It's cool that my deck did that, but it's not the most fun. And some days you have things where it's like I have a Norrin. Like I have a creature that can't block and nothing else, <laughs> and that happens too. Yeah. Whereas with Avi, I never have games like that because of how it's constructed. There's less. I think. Like I, I think my deck like that is Calamax. It's a go-to. I always bring it to events all the time, mm-hmm. and I can always talk about it for a bunch of different reasons. The CCO Nation helped me build it. Mm-hmm. They helped me build the entire deck. They chose all the cards. It's it's a dinosaurs in vehicles deck so it's really fun and casual but it it can sorry it also like slaps lips dinks you name it it slaps it and but it's not like super powerful because i can just go the vehicle route does it have a clown car it doesn't have a clown car no 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 but i i thought i was super clever when i was like dinosaurs in vehicles Hmm. and then topiary stomper came out and i was like i'm gonna totally cut a cultivate and play a topiary stomper because it's a it's a ramp spell that can't attack but can crew a vehicle. Yeah, and it's a freaking dinosaur, <laughs> right? Like it's like oh, it's perfect. Yeah, it was my favorite include of the last little while. So and same thing every set or every couple sets or so you get like a dump of new vehicles. Yeah, or you get a new vehicle, you get a new dinosaur. Get a new dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. You might get. We're going the, back to Ixalan next that next end of next year. I'm gonna get a whole bunch of new dinosaurs. Holy shit! You think they're gonna bring back the the five legendary dinosaurs? We're gonna get a new Zatulpa that goes. In every single white commander <laughs> deck with, until the end of time. Zatulpa. Z- I was trying to get there. I, my brain and mouth couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have me. Speaking of brains and mouths. Oh, shit. Speaking of brains and mouths, we have a, a bunch of stuff that we got a brain and mouth into your brain. Got to use our mouths to put it into your brain. Yes, through your ear holes. This is the Lube them up. This is also the part where you want to use your eye holes... And watch on YouTube, which you already should be, because Joe works really hard. Oh, and, and speaking can... of eyeballs, check out this shirt. Yeah, yeah. Check out this shirt. There, see? You got to watch on YouTube or else you won't fucking see it. It's neat. It's got, like, eyeballs and the CCO logo and a spine, and it has our name on there. And then there's some, like, drapery of some sort, and it looks really spooky, and so they're really cool. That... I previewed it on the Discord to the patrons a couple times, just like a little snippet of it or whatever while I was working on it. That is the CCO Experience Las Vegas exclusive shirt. So if you're there in the house, you get one. That's right. Super limited. Uh, you you get one, I get one, and the people that are coming get one. Rebecca got one because I had to fill a minimum order size, so Rebecca <laughs> got one. <laughs> but... That, it, this is part of what you get for being this CCO Experience House member in addition to a bunch of the other stuff yeah. that's still a secret till we get there. Having a fantastic time and being at an event that has a lot of baggage. Oh, dude. I, you, know this who is, you know who doesn't give a fuck about baggage? People that stay in the CCO house because we're going to have fun regardless of how 
I said on the Discord you know. yesterday that this is the most pessimistic I've ever been and about about how an event has been organized oh. and and about play space ever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm worried about the play space and then everybody just piled on in in the in the Discord. That's why CCO Nation's awesome. And everybody was like, we can organize and what are they gonna do? Tell like fifteen people to move like continuously. And if they do, like like um Aiden Miller was like, uh, I'll just bring my folding tables and we'll set up in the parking lot. Then we'll be outside and we can drink beer. And another <laughs> guy was like, no, we won't move. Another guy was like, yeah, we'll just freaking make the CCO experience Las Vegas like at the Airbnb house. Or yeah. or we'll just go to Fremont Street and play Magic. Like, what are they going to do? Judge us for being different? Have you yeah. ever seen Fremont Street? Right? <laughs> Have like, you ever seen us? Like- yeah. So CCO Nation is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun regardless of how well or not well the event is organized. I've seen the floor plan. It looks like there's lots of stuff that they never announced or talked about or advertised. It looks like there's lots of stuff to do there, like an artist gallery and stages and different like shops and stuff to do, which wasn't on the fucking card. Like that wasn't, that wasn't on the banner. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, it's going to be so awesome, but we're not going to tell you about any of it. I've seen all of that stuff before and it's going to be, the event is going to be really cool. Yes. The only worry that we have, I think collectively or had. It's playing on the floor. Was having to sit in the lobby on the floor to play magic. But I don't think that's going to be a problem because. You don't? Well, the people that we're going with are amazing and we're going to get it figured out. Oh, I understand. Right. Like one guy even said, we'll take over the quiet room. It's going to be the CCO room. Not so quiet. Not quiet at all. <laughs> Although just as therapeutic. Yes. Oh man. Hi. Yeah. It's always good. I'm, I'm always so busy and stressed before we go to get like commissions done and get shit organized and get the, the stuff that, that we're giving away and stuff, organizing that. So now, and I'm always just really excited to see you get on an airplane. Yeah. It's one of my favorite parts is when we show up at the airport at the first time and I'm really excited to get on the plane. And Ryan is not. Mm. I will say again, he is not. Mm. And I am. And it's a lot of fun for me to see somebody who's so miserable about doing something that's so awesome. I, which I, is flying in the air. I've got like 700 segues, but you never stopped. No. Speaking didn't. of awesome. There's, that's a good speaking one. Speaking of giving stuff away. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Speaking of promo codes from a few minutes ago. Yep. We got some exciting news. Yes, we do. We have done a little bit of homework because we wanted to make sure that they're good people and they sell good products, which they do. We set up a little deal with our friends over at geekwood.ca. Geekwood.ca. Yeah. That means they're Canadian. Yes. They're Canadian. They're from Quebec, where they speak French, but they ship anywhere in the world. And we got some of their stuff. We've got... You got to watch on YouTube. This is the YouTube thing. This We're going to yep. do our, Ryan's going to show it. I'm going to do my best to describe it. Bag of holding. That is Small a- dice bag full of plus one, plus one, slash minus one, minus one counter dice. They're like six-sided dice. Yes. Except they have minus and plus on them. They're very cool. Yep. Very cool. So those are going to be part of a giveaway package. We've got chainmail dice bag. Chainmail dice sack. It looks, I, I think the coloring was unfortunate. And if you're looking at it, you'll know exactly what I mean. <laughs> We've got... Magic the Gathering pin. That's really cool. It's like a magic card, but it's like an enamel pin. Yep, Very yep. Neat. And, and some people collect those, hey? 
Yes, they do. Ooh, I have a couple that I'm going to bring to Vegas and I want to give away. I have an Orzov and a Simic enamel pin from oh. those guild packs from years okay, ago. Okay, don't distract. We're doing, the, we're doing the Geekwood giveaway. Right. Metal dice, six-sided. Plus one, plus one, minus one, minus one counter dice. Very neat. Giant dice bag with dragon embroidery. Embroidery. How? Yeah. Who would have ever thought that CCO would ever be associated with embroidery? <laughs> Anything can happen. It turns out. So we we set up a little deal. With, no, there's more. There's one. There's, there's more. There's more. There's twenty sided oh. dice. Where instead of a twenty and a one, there's a fuck and a yeah, and you can pick which one is which. Just make sure you don't switch it mid game. Yes, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> yes, that's very is that, important. Is that a one or a twenty? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, you have to make it clear before you roll the dice. That's important. So, uh, these, these dudes are great. Yeah. I've been talking to them for a little while uh, previous to this giveaway. Ryan did all the big time business stuff way back in the day. They actually sent me a sample, a little bag of holding with a few dice in it and stuff. Love them. Use them all the time. People are always impressed. Look at that, them. eh? First hand testimonial? Yeah. So, I am not only. First hand testicle. Not only am I shilling because we have a deal with them, I'm also a satisfied customer for years. No way. Mm-hmm. You find the C- the CCO socials, whether it be on YouTube, if we do a separate little video, if it's Twitter, if it's Facebook, you share those, you like it, you tag a friend. That's how you get entered into all of our social giveaways. But there's more. Ooh. If you want to win geekwood.ca's version of this you can head on over there we have an affiliate link it'll be on the screen or up in this corner or and or down in the show notes wherever you find the show use the affiliate link doing so supports the show yeah we're shilling an affiliate link sorry it's freaking expensive to host a show okay and doing so will get you a discount when you use CCO Podcast promo code. All caps, all one word. All caps, all one word, CCO Podcast. Joel, have it on the screen, 10% off. Get some cool dice or a really neat custom wood dice towers and stuff. They have really neat stuff. That is the real reason that I first garnered interest in these guys because they do high-end. They're called Geek Wood. The wood is real wood, and it's machined in such a way to make dice towers and holding trays and and all the like nice high-end dice stuff their stuff is very cool and very good and and i think they do they do custom wood burning and wood etching as well like and they've got like laser engravers and stuff so if you contact them they can make you custom stuff these guys are cool as hell yeah so check them out speaking of cool as hell okay we got another giveaway for traz in the infinite the booster pack game from last week Uh, oh right yeah that was the episode that we did totally yeah it's been so many freaking episodes (laughs) Who are we, Comanzo? <laughs> oh, no. We say things that are important that people can listen to. <laughs> totally real name. Giveaway. Munzu Light. That's definitely a real name. Yes. I went to school with a Munzu Light. Did you? No. Oh. No, this is a fake name for sure. Well, Munzu Light, you contact. Sounds com- like a salad dressing. CommanderCookout at gmail.com. Let us know it's you. Let us know your address. And if you want a booster pack. Sticker pack or token pack, and we'll send it to you. Maybe it sounds more like a like a brand of like bacon bits with no fat. Munzu light. Munzu light. Just the meat. Yeah, just the just, just the meat. But <laughs> 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 well, congratulations, get at us, commandercookout at gmail.com. Send your fucking address, 
And nobody who isn't that person get a hold of us. You ruin it for everybody with the honor system and shit. Next giveaway. Jesus. It's the bonus show. We got lots, giving lots away of everything. stuff to give away. We're spreading the love and we want everybody to enjoy and love tuning into CCO Nation because they win stuff. And you will win. Secret layer land giveaway. Here we full go. Full text land. Yes, full yeah, text land. Saying land now doesn't mean anything because there's so damn many of them. But full text. The important. full text. They give you everything that a land can do. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. We've yeah. got a Twitter winner. Twitter winner. Absolute dog. Which is what What's I called his, Brando's mother. <laughs> wait, is that his? That's his name. The the at handle is free D's for all. Free D's for all. Like D E E Z. No D, like the big D. Oh. Free D's for all. Absolute dog. If that's you, contact us on Twitter at CCO Podcast at CCO Brando or Commander Cook at Gmail dot com. Get you some full art lands. Yeah. Uh, are we... Or full text lands, I should say. Full text lands. Yeah, who gives a shit about full art lands these days? <laughs> What's the point? That cup land from Zendikar, though. Mm. Last thing. Last thing. New patron. New patron. New patron benefit is the nickname. Benefit. I'm going to use the air quotes. We, we both air quoted, yes. Yep. You'd see that if you're watching on YouTube. Alex Beach. <laughs> Alex Little Beach? Alex... Uh, Alex Beach Slap. Oh, Alex Beach Slap. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, he's going to beach slap the lips right off you. Yeah, I like that. I'm a fan <laughs> of that. I'm a fan of oh, that. That's an easy one. Alex, welcome and F, F you. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're talking about retiring decks for several reasons. Yes. And and I want to run through reasons and maybe you can tell me how how important you think these reasons are. Okay. Okay, so let's do the thing here. Revisiting or retiring, and retiring doesn't necessarily mean dismantling. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, sometimes you just like have a deck that you just put it on the shelf. Yeah, it's just there now. I have a couple of those. Yeah, you put it on the shelf, and and I think a lot of the times that happens when decks become too powerful, and then you can't play them with the average kind of deck in the meta or deck in your playgroup. And there's a yeah, I found another reason of them where they do the thing that they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and then you're kind of not really interested in doing that thing because you've already done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Primal Surge decks, I think, for some people That's are, a good example. are a good example of yep. that. But you don't want to take the deck apart because the the bones of it, the, 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 the theory behind it you really like. You still connect with it or whatever. And so you keep it in the hopes that in the future something new will come out that might kind of revamp interest in it and i have a couple of decks that are like that okay okay well listen to these reasons you tell me how how important they are why you might retire a deck whether that means dismantle it or shelf it okay the overall power of your deck arsenal you you can adjust the overall power of your deck arsenal let's say you have 10 decks even five whatever or 26 however many you have (laughs) there you go I'm going to take this deck apart because it's too weak. It doesn't fit in with the meta because it's no good. I can't make this niche strategy work. The people that I play with are too up there. Yeah. Or the opposite end of the spectrum is this deck's too good. Nobody likes playing against it. And it's got a lot of cards in it that I want to use elsewhere. Sure. Sure. Okay. That's one. Both are good. To adjust power level of your overall arsenal. Yeah, I have one of those that's it's just too wimpy as well. My mutate deck is just it's too weak to play oh. in most and I love that deck, 
but it's pre-cons are much better than it now. Yeah. 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 Somebody plays removal, I guess the mutate deck's out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Collection management and game affordability. Big. Maybe Joe will have these on the screen. I should have said that for the first one because now he's got to go back. He's like, fuck. No, he's fine. Joe's big, a, big, hey? Because yeah. like, okay, I got this I got this card. Um, proxies notwithstanding because everybody can have proxies and we're not we're not discussing proxies. But let's say you don't want a proxy. Sure. I had a guy at a, at a EDH and he says, ah, I hate proxies. Sure. Sure. Yeah, so you got like a Gaia's Cradle. Oh, I want to put this in a different deck. Yeah. I went right to Gaius Cradle. Well, that's that's the, that's the one of the best ones because it's one hundred percent prohibitively expensive. Yes, it has decent analogs in the game. Yes, where you don't really need it, but let's say you want it, and pro- I have a proxy Gaius Cradle. I have a yeah. real one too, but I do have a proxy one in my AV deck. There you go. There it is. I got. A, I think I got a proxy Gaius Cradle too. Yeah, like whatever. Like some of that, and so, but some people don't want to do that. They have a real one. They yep. want to play the real one. So they'll sit there and they'll look through their deck to find it, pull it out, put it in the sleeve. Yeah. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't want to do that. I, I I very much am not a staple binder or staple box user. You know how like you have one card and it goes in all your decks and they're color coded or labeled or whatever. Yeah. And you switch them or say, I've got this as a proxy, but I have the card. It's in a different deck or it's in my box so it doesn't get damaged or whatever. Yeah, there's a few people that I've seen. They come with four by four binders or anything. I just don't. I just don't do that. I'm like, I only have one guy's cradle. I guess guy's cradle goes in one deck, (laughs) right? (laughs) And if you're like Ryan, then, I mean, maybe that deck that has the guy's cradle where it, the guy's cradle lives here, but I lend it out. It goes traveling to other decks. Yeah. Maybe you just want the guy's cradle somewhere else. So you dismantle that deck and get the crap out of it. You know what? I, I go back to the first, the first topic thing that we were talking about, about average power level of deck. I've got decks that Gaia's Cradle would make more powerful. Mm-hmm. Decks that can find it, decks that can utilize it, creature decks, decks that want mana. That's like fucking every deck, <laughs> <laughs> right? Every deck. And <clears throat> I I keep the average power level of my decks kind of on a bell curve, I guess. Some one one or two weak ones, Some most of them are here, and then a couple really powerful fringe CEDH ones, right. t- tuned Killing machines, right? And yeah. Gaia's Cradle belongs in those for sure. But I don't need my the top of my bell curve of my deck's power to include Gaia's Cradle sure. in every one because yeah. it moves that bell curve. It it squishes more of that bell curve towards the powerful side. Yeah. And I just don't. I don't need that. I don't need to win every game and dominate my opponents and both monetarily and strategically. See, I only need to do that on Sidewalk Slam, which I have done, (laughs) being undefeated as I am. You know. Okay, reason three. (laughs) And and this this goes back into what I was just saying. Okay. Varied gameplay experience. Yeah. Yeah, and this this one is probably huge for you. You're like, new red or gruel commander comes out, and you're like, oh, I want to build it. Yeah. Because it's something different. And you, I think you just took apart a deck, didn't you? A girl deck a yeah. little while ago? A couple, actually. I took apart, uh, I dismantled half of my Feldorn Wolf Lady deck yep. and half of my Maria em- Mox Emerald deck and put them together into one Monstrosity Franken deck. And I dismantled my Rurik Thar CDH deck. That's the one I was talking about. That's the Gruel deck that was, that was both powerful and you never played it. Yep. Wanted the cards elsewhere in your collection. Mm. You turned one of them into a tattoo. 
because it was worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) And, and you wanted, um, uh, a varied strategy because it was just, and, and don't take it the wrong way, but it was just another gruel deck. Yeah. At it, the end of the day, when yeah. you've got piles of cards sorted out, you've got red ones and green ones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So and all good reasons. I enjoyed it, but sometimes it'll take it away. All good reasons. Also, the tattoo wasn't of the card. It's of a frog. Oh, yeah. yeah and, a little, and a little hollow knight. You can see it on YouTube right now. There you go. If you're freaking watching on YouTube. Well said. I wonder if Joe made me green. Probably did. Probably didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never know. There's no way to tell. Okay. That was... Are those the three main reasons you can think of for retiring or dismantling decks? Because there's also... I I think so. I think that there's a one where you're just... You're bored of it, too. Like, I've Uh, I've had decks where you play them and you're just like, you know, this is... This is really boring. I have an Azorius deck. The deck I, that you never reach for to yeah. bring to F&M yeah. or, or an event. I, I, I built one des, that was designed to kind of be crappy. No. Nope. Air quotes, crappy. And it was an Azorius kind of enchantments tokens deck. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. But, like, I never want to play it. And the only reason it exists is so that I can say I have an Azorius deck. Do you think if you made a good Azorius deck, you'd want to play it if it was if it was good? I don't think so. I don't think I do. Because this one's, like, it's got fun stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It does fun things. And when I play it, it's good. Like, it performs exactly where I want it to. And yep. it does fun stuff that I like. It's just, I never, ever think to bring it because I've built a couple other decks that are on that same level. That you like better. That I like better. Like and the colors or the strategies or whatever. Yeah. Just and, that you like better. So, so you take that Azorius deck apart because it's boring. Yeah. Is, just, if, if we have a list on the screen, boring. Yeah, like you never <laughs> think to go to it. And decks can be boring for lots of reasons. You can have the Primal Surge deck that does the same mm-hmm. thing kind of every time. Or you can have the thing where it does what you want it to do, but it's like, uh, I only have this because it's a certain power level and colors I don't usually play, and I don't want to be pigeonholed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or even... I've had this deck for a long time. I feel like I've explored all of the different kind of play strategies or, or win cons in it, yeah. and now I'm going to make it into something else. I haven't done anything with it. Boring I, isn't bad in, in my example there is what I was trying to highlight. Yeah, and boring isn't always bad. Sometimes you're just tired of something and you want to turn it into something new. Yeah, sometimes CEDH decks win the same way every single time, which some people, that's why they accuse CEDH of being boring. But in actuality... Even though you, the deck wins the same way every time, like through a Thassa's Oracle combo or or whatever, yeah. or with Walking Ballista, like in our yeah. example, <laughs> but it's not boring because the gameplay and the interactions prior to winning are what make the gameplay fun and interesting, right? Yeah. Like it's turn four, but like 86 spells have been played because everybody's got like counter magic removal protection, and that's that's how that game is played. Mm-hmm. So, it's just different. Yeah. So that's that's some stuff on retiring, and like those are the reasons to retire. You talked about some decks that that you've just retired or dismantled. I don't want this to sound too redundant, so I'm, I'm just going to read what I wrote last night when I was kind of after a few beer with my brother. <laughs> uh, the difference between okay, this this is this is my kooky show notes. The, the what does it mean to retire? Does it mean dismantle? Does it mean shelf it? Uh, why would somebody do this? Too powerful, no good. Uh, okay, we we talked about all that we already. About that stuff. Now, 
revisiting decks or tweaking decks. Yes. For all of those same reasons, this deck's not good enough. This deck's too good. This deck's boring. Yeah. What is what is the Brando process? Open up the door into your mind. That is how you not build, because we've talked about that, how you tweak a deck that you need to tweak for whatever reason. I have a I think this is actually a good example of this. Way back in the early days of CCO podcast, we talked about my your win conditions or my win conditions, yep. clone tribal blue deck, where virtually yep. every card in it just cloned or stole something from you, and that was the deck. Yep. Loved that deck. But it got kind of dull where like as things got less bomby and more combo party and you can't just take one gear out of a machine and have it win you got to take like a a piston you know not pistons you can win you you got to take a hammer out of a machine made out of hammers yes yes and edh isn't a game made or a machine made out of hammers anymore it's finite gears like a stopwatch it became much more difficult to have that deck perform the way that i wanted it to so i took it apart and then moving along, I always miss that deck. There, there are times when I go back, mm. oh, I miss this deck a lot. So what did I do is I found a deck that I was getting bored with, thinking about retiring into dismantlement. <laughs> and instead of doing that, I cut all the stuff that I thought was like, you know, it's just not what I want. I don't mm. want this. I took all of that crap out. It was like 25 cards. Replaced all of it with clones. Clones. Yes. Including new clones, because new clones come out on the freak, on on the frequent. Every set or two, you get one, maybe Mm -hmm. two, who knows? And so what I've done is I've taken an idea that I had retired already, that I wanted to revisit really badly, but didn't want to build that deck again, because I know what it does, and Mm -hmm. it's not my thing. And so I took a deck that wasn't performing the way I wanted it to, and when I added the clones into it, it actually works a lot better. Yeah, there you go. It's actually pretty cool. I think it's important to to have this conversation or, or think about this kind of thing, revisiting decks. For for whatever reason it is, there's there's a reason. Yeah, I, I think and, that- and the reason is usually and, and this this is gonna sound like strong language, but the reason is usually a negative one. Yeah. This deck's no good. That's internally, this yeah. deck is no good. That's internally my reason. Yeah. This deck is too good. It's too powerful. My friends don't want to play with it. Externally, right. that's their reason for me not playing this deck. Right. Both reasons to tweak a deck. Sure. One being very much harder to do and a harder pill to swallow than the other mm-hmm. in that I have to make my deck probably worse because it wins too much or is too consistent or my friends don't like it. Because my friends are bitches. Because my friends are bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <like>, <laughs> no, it... Never I, think that. I, but yeah. I never want to go to the to the get good scrub or, or my friends just need to learn how to play more interaction. Build your decks different. Yeah. Well, if no. there's four of them or six of them or, or a whole LGS of them saying that you're one person with your one deck or maybe decks that don't fit into the culture maybe that's a reason that you need to look inside and adjust my deck malige right yeah that's 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 uh important to to recognize when that's happening even if nobody actually tells you that is this deck winning too much yeah right that's why i built crab tribal i was finding (laughs) i would i would take um, my long, longest standing decks to EDH&M and uh, subtle brag here. 
there was a night I played like four or five games and I won all of them, every single one. And I was wow. like, ooh, that's cool. Now, who are you, me? But, but yeah, <laughs> what am I, Brando on Sidewalks Land? I, I said, that's cool, but I don't think that that's okay. I don't want to be the guy that everybody thinks that they needed to whip out their, their best deck against. Yeah. Or I don't want to be the guy that says, well, Ryan always wins. Yeah. Right? I don't want to be that guy because I don't want people to think that I'm I'm trying to run a CEDH league You're or trying to scumbag new players. we got lots of kids that play at our trying LGS. Trying to pub stomp people, yeah. Exactly, yeah. No, I, I want to pub stomp beer into my mouth after. Yeah. And a whole plate of freaking nachos with Aiden the other day. Yeah, you shared them. Yeah, well, we're homies. Sharing. and uh, So I built Crab Tribal, and it's fantastic. I think I'm going to bring it to Vegas so me and T. Tyler Tylerson can, Tyler quotes, can um, have a turtle versus crab off. What are you going to bring? What tribe are you going to freaking bring? Oozes. Oh, but that deck's good, though. I wonder if Tyler's deck is good. We did it on the show. It's fine. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. I think we did. Yeah, we did. Did I make the joke that I only want to play cards that are older than 12 years old so yeah. they can all be teenagers? Yes. Is there enough turtles? Is there four turtles that are at least 13 years old. Yes. That I could put in the deck. Yeah. Yeah, probably right. Definitely. What kind of cartoon has crabs in it? Besides SpongeBob, because there's like one crab. Is there any cartoons that got crabs in them? Let us know in the comments. Uh, Beast Wars Transformers has one. Oh. And let me think. Crabs, crabs. Beast crabs. Wars. I remember that show. I think Street Sharks had a crab guy in it. I think you're right. Uh, it would fit fit the mo yeah. of street sharks. He man had a crab guy. Who's the crab guy in He Man? Clawful, Clawful, Clawful. <laughs> His name was Clawful. <laughs> Pokemon has crabs in it. Yeah, Pokemon has all kinds of crabs. But that's another card game. Yeah. Who am I, Aiden? Just bringing Pokemon <laughs> cards for tokens? Freaking guy. Yeah. There's lots of crabs anyway. You could do it. But I'm, I'm thinking about a and the reason I bring up crabs is is. That deck, it, it turned out that it was way not powerful enough. I made it too bad. And I'm like, hey, Crab's got to get better. What do I do? I'm going to add a bunch of swords in, Umazawa's Jite. I play that one trolley dual land because I had one. And they're like, oh, Crab Tribal, it's probably terrible. I'm like, yeah, buy you. Oh, what? <laughs> buy you into Bird of Paradise. And they're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's Crab's. As you know, Bird of Paradise is a variety of... Crab. Oh yeah. I don't wow. that's very few people know that. I learned that from our bird and bug guy that comes to EDHM. He told me all about how how the the bird of paradise is actually a very, very evolved version of a common fiddler crab. Yeah, math checks out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is a hundred percent scientifically proven true. It's like playing the pre show game. I wouldn't you lie will, to you. You will win. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Revisiting decks. Let, let me before we get into revisiting decks, oh, never give up on a deck that you've taken apart. <coughs> oh, yeah? A, a concept that you have. Clones, <coughs> pardon me, or mutate. Crabs. Or crabs or mill or anything. Like, let's say you've built that deck. You've had some bad experiences with it. It's, mm. uh, and then some people never want to go back to it. Oh, mm. I had a mill deck and everybody hated it and I took it apart. Mill, yeah, mill's a tough one because it's hard to win with unless you just infinite. And yeah. it's really hard for people to get it into their mind that, like, 
It's not it's, a, it's tough to play against Mill because they you're seeing your deck not being able to be played. Yeah, if and, Mill's Mill's a good example. Yeah, and I think that some people just get turned off of let's let's just use the Mill. You, mm-hmm. I don't want to build Mill. I don't want. But or I tried it and I dismantled it after one night. Yeah, like maybe like never give up on something like that because something will eventually come around. Where it's like you know maybe I should revisit that idea. And you're if you've closed yourself off from it, you've retired the idea entirely. You could be missing out on something that could be really cool for you and for your playgroup, maybe. Yep. Right. Like so many people at EDH and M were like, Brando, when are you gonna bring an assassin mill deck that I, <laughs> I am that I am working on, right? And it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Because I, I built a mill deck, didn't like it, never even revisited it at all. I do Assassin f- guy comes out. Yeah. I do feel like that with my mill deck because I know I can't just walk in and play it against anybody. I've had bad experiences when people have been milled because they had bad experiences because they got milled. So my Bruvac mill deck, mono blue, freaking bunch of counter spells, so I don't die, is is a deck I only play against very certain peoples that I know either very well or who I know want to have that kind of game against me where I'm trying to politic and mill and counterspell everybody, right? Yeah. And and that's a deck that I've thought about tweaking, changing, making into a meme partitioner's deck again because I don't want to give up on it. And what I've done in not giving up is just resigned it to that that kind of power level or that elevation of deck where I only play at super powerful tables. Which and the, is and crazy because it's a mill deck. Yeah, and the deck isn't very powerful, but it plays 12 or 15 very powerful cards and some of the milling it does is infinite with Bruvac. Like it'll mill you instantly. Yeah. Right? Traumatize. Now, yeah, traumatize or, or a maddening cacophony. But that's traditionally not how the deck wins because it doesn't have the tutors to find those cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, eh. Yeah. But just never give up on your dreams. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never give up on your dreams, kid. That's a good life lesson right there. It's hey? important. Yes. Yeah, look at us. Look at us go. We're living our dream. We're like Brando dads. lives at the radio station, and <laughs> I'm going to put up Christmas lights at my brother's. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Brando's bed is just back there. <laughs> I forgot to tell this story earlier, so I'm going I'm to tell that right now. Sure. Speaking of living the dreams, so I bought all the stuff to make my favorite spaghetti sauce. Oh, you mean spaghetti sauce in a jar? Well, you bought a jar full of spaghetti well, sauce? I use I use like a general thing as a base, but like I get garlic and I mush it. Oh yeah. And I put some and I crumble up sausages and I put them in oh, there. Oh look at you go. Like I do some sauce. So, you got some shit. You got some skills to pay the bills. So I did all this cooking, right? And I make all this stuff, making it, making it, making it, making it, making it. I go into the living room, I get a beer, because that's where my beer fridge is. And I'm drinking my beer and I'm listening to a book on my headphones and I finish cooking up the sauce and I go under the counter and I get all my Tupperware and I put all the sauce in the Tupperware, put it into the fridge, went and sat on the couch to watch a show. Like, God damn it, I'm really hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I spent like an hour making spaghetti sauce and then didn't eat it. Damn it, that, that, that is what we do at the end of the gardening season when we pickle all our stuff and make tomato sauce and soup and stuff. We we eat the soup, but mostly we freeze everything else. And when you pickle stuff, you got to let it like... Pickle. Pickle. Oh, man, we made some pickled carrots. I showed it off on the CCO Nation on the Food and Drink channel. Nobody knew what they were. Pickled carrots? 
Huh. Yeah, I know what those are. They're carrots that you cut up into spears, like long ways, and you pickle them in pickling brine with like dill and peppercorn and garlic. And in my case, and they were freaking delicious. Me and my brother ate almost a whole jar yesterday when we were drinking beer. Beer and pickled stuff. Good combination. Yes. Uh, I put up chopped up garden jalapenos in a made spicy pickled carrots. Oh, that would be really good. Freaking good, yeah. I so. And I ran out of regular pickles for my sandwich, mm-hmm. so I went into the pickled carrot jar and I used the pickled jalapenos for pickles on my sandwich. That would be good too. Frick. That would be good. That was some good ass mm-hmm. stuff right there, I'll tell you that much. Culinary cookout podcast, baby. Yeah. Little aside, little aside. Now, retiring decks. Pickly, pickly cookout podcast. Yeah. We're pickling decks. We're taking them, putting them away for a while, Bringing them out when there's something else. Yes, yes, yes. So I asked you a little bit about your process. Process. Uh, in in why you might tweak or whatever. But what is the actual process that you do? You know how we've talked in the past about like when you build decks, how do you lay them out? Do you lay out like your removal uh, yeah. and then your creatures? Do you build them physically with cards in your hands? Yeah. Or do you put them like into a deckless database and you've got like like 200 cards on your, on your Archidect page and you just start making cuts by edit deck? Oh, no. Okay, so you've got a deck in your hand, a physical deck of 100 cards that you're like, oh, i got to tweak, tweak this deck. It's fucking shitty. Um, do you lay it out? Do you have cards that you have in mind that are the shitty culprits that you want to replace? Like, what do, what do you do? Yes, that is typically what I'll... There's there's two ways that I will I will revamp a deck. There's the... And, I find, and I find speak, the... speak to the person who needs to make their deck better. That's the new members of CCO Nation. Yeah. And, and and then maybe speak to the person who, who needs to look inside and say, my deck is too good. I got to make it worse. Speak to that person. To that person. You look in your deck, you find the... There's always a shitty culprit. There always is. It's always... It's going to be grave packed. It's going to be... This is like the... the torment the, of hail. You want to make The card deck, that people hate. Yeah, these are the, the... What I'm trying to cut for something better to try and make the deck... I'm not retiring. I'm retiring my deck because it wins too much or it makes people salty. My my Acroma, oh no, my my Avacyn deck that has the Armageddon in it that everybody hates. Yeah. I want to cut Armageddon. Yeah. That's that's the card. You find the card with the, I don't want to use the high salt rating, but you find the card the that baggage. makes people pissed off at the deck and you cut it. That's the card with baggage. For something else. Something else that you like, something that's new, something you want to try. Try something new and yeah. just see how it goes. I've made cuts in decks years ago, and legit, I've never seen the new card I put in. <laughs> I have cards I put Don't in from- Don't have 26 decks then. I have cards from Kaldheim I've never drawn Ooh. in decks. That's fucking crazy. And I'm maybe not the best example for that because I have a billion decks. Yeah. But like I put that whenever a death touch creature- Hits somebody, they get two poison counters. I put that in Hapatra years ago. Never drawn it. I saw it the other day when I was thumbing through the deck. I was like, what the hell, what is, the this? hell is this? Yeah. What the hell card is this? I, I did put- I did have the flip the flip vehicle god from Kaldheim. I put that in Calamax always for the backside because you can just play the backside. Yeah. And I ended up cutting it for a vehicle, I think, from um from New Capenna. And I hadn't even ever even played that card. And and like that's not that card's fault. I didn't play that deck enough, and I've got 13 or 14 decks. But then, like, um, the graveyard-removing vehicle comes out. Yeah. Um, Unlicensed Hearse that's came the, out. That's the one. And I'm like, this card is obviously better, and it's a vehicle, and I'm going to replace another vehicle. Yeah. And it's like, this is fine, right? Yeah. And, and, and that was the culprit because it was the weakest thing that I was 
upgrading with or or to and for the if you're trying to bring your deck down there's what you do if you're looking to make your deck more interesting for yourself Ooh. and this is going to it's going to blow your mind it's going to blow people's minds or drop some truth on you you ready for this drop some lips don't find that. cards that you like yep and play them Mm-hmm. Whoa. Isn't isn't that mind-blowing? Your deck will be more fun if you fill it with cards that you like. And if you can't find room for them, find something boring and cut it. Don't worry about the decks. Well, can it compete without 10 ramp spells and 11 removal spells? Fuck, who cares? Mm. Is your deck fun? If the answer is yes, then play it. You know what's a better card than, than uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. You know what's a better card than Topiary Stomper? Tell me. Some two-mana ramp spell in my Kalamax deck. Because yeah. it'll let me ramp to Kalamax on turn three. That's fantastic. Yeah. But you know what's freaking way more fun? Topiary Stomper in a car. A dinosaur that's actually a tree driving a car. Right? <laughs> way more that's fun. Way cooler. <laughs> You know what I cut for Or a boat or a train or whatever his vehicle of choice that day is. I cut Path to Exile for Clown Car in a deck. Ooh. <laughs> right? Like Ooh. Brando, that's that's Brando putting his money where his mouth is. <laughs> because I wanted to play Clown Car and I didn't have any cards that were like, oh, I don't like this enough. So it's like, you know what? Path. Path Exile. Out. Screw it. I have swords still. It's fine. There, right? Like, do that kind of stuff. Don't, don't let yourself be put in a box. Don't let yourself be put in a corner. Baby, nobody puts baby in a corner, right? Just play the cards that you like, and your decks will be more interesting to you, and probably to everybody else. Yeah, you know what? I'm not a fan of. I don't want to say every deck has a theme, but every deck has a thing that it's trying to do. The yeah. strategy it's trying to enact. It has a reason to exist. You wouldn't build a deck if yes, you didn't have a reason. Yes, exactly, and. In lots of cases, ramp cards and removal slash interaction protection, that category, mm -hmm. uh, ramp is a category, then interaction protection removal is a category. Mm -hmm. Lots of times, those two categories have nothing to do with what your deck does. Yeah. And people get into that that box, that rubric that they heard that they heard content creators talk about on the internet that says you need this many, this many, this many, this many, or your deck won't work. Now, right. I'm not saying cut ramp spells or cut lands because yeah. like you kind of do need yeah, those you do for need your deck stuff, to yeah. for your deck to act like an EDH deck acts. Yeah. But I I'm not a fan of cutting what my theme or strategy is taking those cards out. Like if I'm making a dinosaur deck and like a new I don't know powerful graveyard card comes out that that I want to try or play. I don't want to cut a dinosaur for that cuz that's what the deck does. Yeah. I would lean towards cutting a removal spell and then changing a little bit how I play the deck, maybe politic a little bit harder so I don't need to have all those removal spells as backup for just sitting there doing a powerful thing. Or you can adjust, politic harder. You can adjust the thought cuz you're playing dinosaurs and your shit's way bigger than their shit. Yep. Just attack them and make them block with it. That's also a good idea. That, My 7-7 seven, that, seven will that beat change, that 2-2 I hate. That changes the way that, that, that you play the deck. Yeah. And, and the, the way that you play the deck is inferred by or influenced by the way that the deck is built. And you, you can cut a removal spell for something that you want to play. Yeah. Now, Path to Exile, that's a pretty good card. <laughs> right? I know, <laughs> that's right? That's a pretty and, good card. And you know what I have now? 
clown car. <laughs> People are going to be like, yeah, the fucking C in CCO stands for clown. clown. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. And you know what? I've resolved clown car and it's clown lots of car fun. out. Yes. <laughs> Except in your case, clown car in. No, out because the clowns get out of the car. And you have several clowns. I got way more clowns than a big clown did car. Did we too. talk about going infinite with clown car? Of course we, we did. did, right? Of course we did. Okay. But you, okay. you don't go infinite with it. You pay like seven, and then you roll a bunch of dice, and you get like a two-two clown car and five dudes. Yeah. Oh, don't Google that. That's pretty good, man. Two in the front, five in the back. It's the minivan. That's the minivan. What's mm-hmm. the clown car? Just like 15 in the back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's as many as you can possibly fit wherever you can fit it. It's going to be like CCO house. That's right. <laughs> like 15 people in a house. The CCO clown car. You know, we could do that. Too. CCO all, clown house. We could all just pile into a van and then drive there. Like Somebody the was thinking car. about renting a van or bringing a van. And I was like, that would be convenient. We'd only need one vehicle. Yeah. But then I thought, well, no, not necessarily. Because you might want to, like, people might want to go to different places. One person go pick up the food. One go pick up the beer. You might want that. Or everybody just go pick up the beer. That's the other option. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can order food. Have you ever heard of food ordering? We got tacos and pizza delivered in in Seattle. Kaboom. Yeah. And beer. We did at midnight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. See? America. We were up late enough. We were up late enough that midnight beer delivery was like lunchtime. And we still had supper. At the appropriate number that supper is usually at. Mm -hmm. Like... Five. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to end it, I think. Talking yes. about Magic 30, Las Vegas CCO experience is going to be fantastic. Yep. Get your shirts when you're there and and all the other little surprises and games we've got cooked up. It uh, It's going to be a ton of fun. If you see us there, because I get asked all the time, we are going to be in the free-to-play area, whatever that means. Yeah. It, it's going to be anywhere except for on the floor because I'll fucking make eye contact with somebody until they get more tables so people don't have to play on the floor. Yeah. And I'm really good at being a polite asshole. But the key word there is being polite. If yes. you come and want to play games, let's jam games. Look for anybody in a CCO Nation shirt. I guarantee they're a good person and they'll want to play Magic. Um, what else? Drinking beer after. Yes. Or during. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, we can neither confirm nor deny that you can get away with that if you try really hard. It might be a little bit harder now because of it being a convention. I would imagine there will be... Added security. Yeah, which is... I don't care. Fuck. I don't care. If we got to go to Fremont Street to get a beer, we'll go to Fremont Street to get a beer. Yeah, I I mean, you you have to watch a TV that's five blocks long while you listen to like 18 bands at once and drink a tequila sunrise in front of a restaurant where they paddle you if you don't finish your burger. Oh, no. But, But And you get paddled by a girl like in a leather bikini? Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Something for everybody. Maybe there'll be somebody in a Pikachu suit and he'll like have a little- Does that person paddle me? I mean, they probably would if you give them some money. That's one thing I learned about Vegas. If you give people money- They'll do anything. Hey, you guys want to kill a hooker? Like, that's a real question somebody asked us. Yeah. We didn't, by the way. No. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, Okay, next thing. Big shout out to FusionGamingOnline.com, official business daddy, CCO Spring to get 5% off. Geekwood.ca. Click on our, our affiliate link below, CCO Podcast promo code 10% off. They got high-end wood stuff. I love high-end wood. I'll tell you that much. 
Sure. They got magic dice. They do custom stuff. Doing either of those things supports the show. If you want to support the show further, patreon.com slash podcast, commandercooko.com to donate. There is a donate button there too. All great ways to support the show. Neat. The show is great. If you want to support the show for free, click the like button, click the subscribe button, wherever you're watching or listening to us right now, and then come back in the future to watch and listen again because those numbers going up really make us feel good, which is a form of support that we appreciate more than basically anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, numbers going up on YouTube is like my favorite thing. I'd rather people come and listen to the show than anything else. So thanks for being here. we got a deck tech next week, right? We do. we got a regular deck tech next week. To like fill in the spaces when we're trying to recover from GP Vegas. And you're going to hear all about that on the next, next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!